Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by the fashion designer and icon, I think now, Richard Quinn. Richard, welcome to today's podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to see you. It really is, really is. Richard, could you share with us the story of the Richard Quinn brand from when you graduated, which is almost 10 years ago now, actually, isn't it, from Central St. Martins? Yeah. So I I think it's about six years, but I graduated. Um, and while I was studying at St. Martins, I was always in the print room. I was mm-hmm. doing um, mainly uh, prints and textiles whenever I was making clothes. So I was part of the BA fashion women's wear, but for print, okay. with print. Um, so after I graduated, um, I felt like a real need to find somewhere where if I was going to have a label or if I was going to open a studio that there'd be kind of printing facilities there. Um, so I set about opening a print studio and that's actually where I started to work with Epson. I kind of went with the kind of blueprint of what I was looking to do to Epson. And then, um, that's how my print studio is really born. And the women's wear label then was shown, uh, a season after. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, the season after that is kind of the first kind of season that we properly showed at Fashion Week. And that was where the Queen came to the show. That was amazing. Um, and that's where I think the ball started rolling and snowballing. <laughs> so um, then from there, um, the brands has kind of gone from strength to strength. And we do lots of different categories now from women's wear, bridal, um, uh and lots of different fun projects as well that we've done at Epsom and other companies as well, where we apply print to lots of different um, products and settings and backdrops. And we still have our print studio in-house. So we still print things um, for different film companies, production companies, so and students and other fashion houses. So it's kind of like a multifaceted business. That's amazing, though. So you're helping others get into the fashion industry as well, aren't you? Yeah, so we print for um, students and graduates and we offer them um, big discounts and also advice on the best fabrics to use and different things like that. So it's always good to kind of have a, a dialogue with different people that come to the studio. Well, you've, you'll have learned so much over the time, won't you, about fabrics and which are the best ones to use for, for both digital and drape and everything else? That Definitely. I think over the years, you kind of get a real sense of um, what works, what doesn't work, the kind of pitfalls yeah. of the different kind of fabric makeup of different uh, materials. So I think that's a good um, a good thing to offer as well to kind of give that insight to what would work and what wouldn't. And we have such a huge range of fabrics that we can source and we have in stock. So, And also we always welcome people to bring their own fabrics in and we always do like tests and samples. And that's why it's so good having um, all the technology in-house so we could actually do samples and strike-offs there and then for people. It's great. You can push it to the max, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, with no fear of breaking it these days, really, when you, especially when you're using dye subs because it's kind of paper. It's just a question of the dwell and the heat settings, isn't it, really, especially when ex- experimenting with new fabrics. Exactly, and we find um, the tension as well. So when once we've printed all the paper, mm-hmm. um, it's just the tension second settings on our calendar press as well that kind of help with the um, if a fabric needs to be stretched a bit more or the time or all that kind of stuff. Like you say, because you do it in-house, you, can, you don't have to wait weeks for strike-offs to come back from Italy or China or anywhere else that other people will get things printed. So, yeah, no, doing it all in-house really, I think that has really accelerated our business, to be honest with you, because I think we can react to things a lot quicker as well. So that's a massive plus point. You close the whole circle, don't you? 
Yeah, exactly. We make all the clothes in house as well, so we've got our Do own. Do you? Own, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we've got our own. Um, we've got our own photo studio here, um, sewing studio, and um, pattern room, and then we've got a whole big print studio as well. So we make everything under one roof. So, like you said, it really does close that circle. That's great, and I guess you get to know your fabric suppliers really well as well, sourcing and getting them to find fabrics that you particularly want as well. It's so exciting. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially if we have sourced like an end of roll or something like that, and then it goes into production, it's really great having that kind of link to so many different fabric mills and, and we send swatches and they can either weave us a, um, the meters that we need or they can source us the actual fabric we like. Yeah. Have. They match it basically, which That's is great. amazing. So you must be, you're an international brand now, Richard. Yes, we make clothes for people all over the world. So we do both ready to wear and bespoke. Um, yeah. So we make a lot of bespoke uh, pieces for people in uh, the Middle East, especially for yeah. um, a lot of bridal in the UK and Europe. Um, and then we ship all over the world with our ready to wear. So yeah, so we're um, getting about. For sure. Busy. Yeah, which is yeah. good. Had to be busy. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's great. So t- tell us, Richard, what inspired your late- latest collection? And I was lucky enough to attend that catwalk, which was amazing. So congrats on that. What inspired it? The shapes, the colours and the fabrics used. There was lots of beautiful couture and all sorts of things in there. It was very, very textural and very dramatic. It was gorgeous. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's kind of the main um the main kind of thing that we really wanted to push, like the really intricate embroideries, the really intricate prints, mm. really vibrant prints, really deep um, colour prints and shades. And that that's what we can print all in-house with the Epson technology as well. All those kind of colour tests, we really can perfect the depth of colour with everything yes. that we do. Um, and yeah, the kind of aesthetic of the brand, I guess, is that kind of couture-inspired, um, uh, kind of very elegant and... Uh, quite sharp cutting I guess but that kind of like beauty in clothes so we want people to be able to view the collection and women to say oh I love that dress can we do so even if something's like a real showpiece we always Mm. have an element of being able to bring that into reality as well yeah there were lots of statement pieces in there weren't there yeah we that I like a catwalk to be a proper catwalk and have things that will catch your attention but yeah things that can be translated into ready to wear as well yeah, 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 yeah. No, so it's so important, um, especially for stocking online and all of those things that, like you see, you've got the off off the shelf items, and then taking it to the next level with those beautiful, beautiful collectible pieces. Really, Richard. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely stunning. So, so good. Richard, I have to ask you this question because you are very unusual as a fashion designer in that you you have such a bold and instinctive and a practical love of both print the print design and the actual printing why do textile designs continue to inspire your work I think even um when I was studying and looking at things that I was drawn to or researching or referencing it was it became like a real pattern that I liked things that were really embellished or something like a surface design or textile that would really enhance the shape I mean I really like the beauty of block colors we still do that ourselves but I think that's really why I went for fashion print. I, I always was just drawn to that kind of surface textile and that you can really make a fabric your own and really distinctive and really um, really personal. You can really bring a fabric to life. Just even, even 
florals we obviously do lots of florals but even just like the tone of how you draw them or it really can kind of set a mood to the to the yeah. garment that you're um, working on but I've always been drawn to that so that's why exactly what I said before that's why it was really important for me to be able to make my own textiles in the same space that we make the clothes amazing and do you think when you're when you're creating something which way does it work do you think about the pattern for the fabric it's going to go on or do you get this great fabric and think oh I'm going to put this on there I think it can work both ways um but I think we develop them both simultaneously uh-huh. and we'll do a fitting and then we'll be working on prints at the same time so we'll have all the strike-offs in the fitting but Again, that's why it's so great having it in-house. If we want something to be really big or really small, we can really quickly just do a strike-off and quickly put through the print tile, print it at different scales, do a strike-off and have it in the fitting within the next 20 minutes. So I feel like that is a, a key to how collections are developed here, like having everything in one space. But I think that... um yeah, doing all the prints in-house actually develop the... They kind of inform each other, I think, because if, even if, like, the back cape of a dress is quite small and then we blow a print up really, really yeah. big, like, oh, let's make that bigger. So they kind of inform each other, I guess. Yeah, create the drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Well, drama. Yeah. <laughs> we all like a bit of drama, Richard. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. And I, I really did note, actually, the, the varying scales because in your early collections, things were very large, and on some of the garments that we saw for the spring summer 2023 collection, you could really see that scale and lots of panel prints as well. Some beautiful, you know, skirted panel prints and um, beautiful, beautiful patterns moving up the garments. Absolutely lovely. And I guess, you know, you fit different tastes in doing that as well, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think, especially on the runway, it's really great to have a statement because it's always going to be an image that mm-hmm. you see on like very runway and that's kind of what circulates. But it is also nice to have those kind of, where it's like a softer print or a ditzy floral to kind of yeah. um, slightly be a bit more relatable to the customer as well, which is quite nice. But then you'll get um, a selection of customers that want things bigger, brighter, bolder. So yeah. it really does, yeah. yeah, it's different levels of taste. Yeah, I guess that's the joy of dye sublimation printing as well, isn't it? That you can get those incredibly bright shades on so many different fabrics. No, definitely. I think that's the thing. I think the depth of colour, even when we've printed um, director fabric like cottons or silks, it's very, very difficult. And even if we send um, a strike off of our dye sub to a supplier that's doing us, so it's very difficult to get those tones. They're almost luminous, some of the yeah. tones that come yeah. out. Yeah. And the depth of colour that you get with the Epson um, printers we have is kind of unrivaled. Um, mm. And you like a, it's very difficult to do a jet black yeah. um, in, on different um, fabrics. But I feel like the substrates with the sublimation, you get that real depth of colour. And I think that is a massive reason why the prints show exactly on the fabric how they are on screen. I feel mm-hmm. that saves so much time. Yeah. Yeah, because you're in, you're in complete control, aren't you? You're controlling your own ink limits, your dwell, your fabrics, absolutely everything. You're not beholden yeah. to an external printer who might be saving ink or speeding exactly. it up. Or well, we got- find that when um, people come with a file and yeah. they'll come with a strike off and they'll say, oh, we got this printed in X place. Uh, can you match this colour? And we're like, we can definitely do better than that colour. Because yeah. um, what they think is black, once we print it out, on the full 
full charge setting um, and they get it. So it's exactly how they have it on their screen. They kind of, once you show them the difference, they are kind of flabbergasted that you can get it as deep as that. But that's the thing that, and the depth of colour, even if we had like a rose with about 10 different yellow tones in it, each one are going to show up. It doesn't just merge into one flat um, kind of dull colour. So it that's why we've stuck with it since the beginning. We haven't, even when we've seen different technologies and we've, we have lots of fabric mills coming here and saying, Oh, we can do this. We can do that. Um, But they can never match the color that we get in house. That's the thing that that's why we've always stayed with that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Richard, who would you say um, are your target customers for your collections? Well, who do you, who do you picture when you're designing your, your apparel collections? I think I see a show for everyone because I I used to look at shows even when I didn't buy clothes and that kind of stuff. So I feel like there's like a creative kind of pull to the brand. I feel like people like to see. Um, And I like that's a drive to why I do collections. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have the customer who only buys couture and bespoke who will contact us and just want special pieces. They won't want any sort of um ready to wear but then we obviously have like the customers that will have a wedding and or a christening or something like that that they'll be looking for a specific dress that's more ready to wear based um and then we have in our commercial range we have more kind of like street style type pieces very easy pieces quite young pieces um and they're all different price points so we like to try and be more of like a world of Richard Quinn rather than be very exclusive to one person. And we like the idea of people entering in the brand quite young and then growing as they grow up, they can discover new parts of the company and the different product range as well. So you kind of grow with, um, as they grow, they can kind of discover different things within there. That's great, isn't it? Because all of our tastes change, don't we, as we get older yeah. and our lifestyles change as well. So it's, it's fantastic that, you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a garment in there for everybody at every price point, really. Exactly. It's brilliant. Yeah, and you can just carry on wearing it forever. Yeah, we that's the thing, we like to make pieces that will last. Yeah. Yeah. Very sustainable. We'll get onto yeah. that later. Exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant. It really is. Yeah. So we've we've touched on this, actually. We could perhaps go back to it as well. So if you had to summarise how digital printing technologies have empowered your brand and your creativity, what would you say the main assets have been both for business and then for creativity? I think for business, we're, we have a print company within our company. So yeah. that revenue um, is great to have. And yes. it's really good to have like a constant uh, stream of income. And it's very... Um, quick, easy, software is really easy to use, the printers are reliable, they're very robust. Mm-hmm. Um, they use inks and papers that are readily available on the market. It's not a very specific thing. So um, I know it sounds stupid, but even um, I was speaking to another printer a few weeks back, but they discontinued the inks that go into their printers. So it's very difficult for them to... And then they're trying to adapt different cartridges and all these different things. So that's a main positive as well it's the ease of use of it and how reliable they are um but in terms of our creativity like i was saying if we're in a fitting we want to quickly change a color of a print or make it bigger smaller we're not having to print it out of a photocopy and stick loads of different things together and then wait four weeks for it to arrive or two weeks or even a week and things happen 
really, really quickly. So we like to work at that kind of pace. So to actually have it in-house and we can do all our production runs on it and everything happens here. And now with Brexit and all d- these different added charges when you make things outside of the UK, yeah, it's kind of like a luxury to do it in-house. It's, it, it is it is great. And I guess, you know, sticking with the same technology, with the same ink sets and everything as well, you've got absolute repeatability, haven't you? Exactly. So any, um, it's funny that you say, actually, because people sometimes refer back to pieces we made years ago and say, yeah. oh, I can't find this. Can you remake this? And when <laughs> it's really nostalgic, because when we make it and you see it on the stand, you're like, God, it is exactly the same. It's amazing, it isn't it? Yeah. And even in the archive, the colours that you see on all the original fabrics we all have the original kind of strike offs that we've done and it's so easy to match them it's yeah. that's the thing it's very difficult to find technology where it goes from screen to fabric yeah exactly how you want it to yeah. but in such a fast-paced world you've got to meet the customer's expectations haven't you it has exactly. to be right yeah yeah and the yeah. output can be massive you can do hundreds of meters per day which is great yeah, that's amazing. That's really, really good. How, Richard, how would you say your business has changed in the last few years? Um, do you see, are you, you've, as you said, you've just moved offices, you've moved the factory and the studio. Do you see yourself creating more of everything or do you see yourself creating more personalised or more on-demand garments? Kind of what's the future business plan look like? Um, yeah, we moved our original studio was actually in a railway arch so yeah, fantastic <laughs> I mean, it was great for the time it was a laugh to be in there and it was great but now we've moved um to a nice big factory warehouse um so where we've got our own big print room so, uh, like atelier sewing room cutting room a photo studio um offices and everything's like a lot more space and it's a lot easier to work i think but um in terms of how the business changed that's obviously great to have more space but I think in terms of um the customer I think the the products developed a lot I think mm-hmm. um what people uh, are really drawn to especially massive uh, parts of the business now that have really developed like the bespoke service the um kind of couture service that we offer in bridal um and also bespoke prints a lot of people want a shape from the runway and they'll want a very specific colour or so we can do that on demand in-house and send that. So we've noticed a real trend in people who want almost like a, a ready to wear piece, but a one-off with like a different print or mixing different things. And also retailers as well. We can offer them um, like a custom colourway or yeah. mixing prints and different things like that. So I think even with production runs, I think that's really an interesting thing that's developing at the moment where you can kind of offer them something custom. Yeah, it's it's great that you can literally create a personalised collection for a brand, for for a, when I say a brand, an independent retailer, perhaps yeah, to be clearer. Yeah. yeah, and that cuts out all the cost cutting, doesn't it? Or people price matching and everything else. It's so much better. Yeah, 100%. Because all the base substrates stay the same and then you're just yeah. changing the different fabrics. But you can really, yeah, like you say, you can really create those kind of like must-have limited edition drops limited edition drops for people without um, too much disruption to the production line yeah yeah and I think I think that's that's such a great philosophy isn't it to keep to expand your creativity to expand your business but keep it limited edition yeah exactly yeah It's, it's so so important for the future of your brand as well it really really protects its 
future integrity, doesn't it? And the future for all of the products that people have purchased in the past too. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Great, great, great strategy. I think you've created the the ultimate smart hub there. Smart (laughs) manufacturing, Richard. (laughs) With incredible creativity. It's fantastic. It really is. Yeah, I think with the the idea of production, we speak to other people and it is, especially in fashion, quite a nightmare to make things. Yeah. Even if they make it um, abroad, they have to quality check it when it comes back and the yeah. communication issues where, well, I'd say 95% of our factories are in London um, and we go and see firsthand everything being made. We quality check all the fabric ourselves. We do all like the lay plans ourselves. So everything is to the to the centimetre, basically. So it's a lot easier. And you, I feel like you gain way more control. And I feel like the stress levels go down when you're not emailing or trying to chase someone up just for simple yeah. updates. So yeah. that's yeah. that. I think that's what's accelerated our business very quickly. You can always do that quick turnaround for somebody because they really need it. Every, everyone wants a quick turnaround. <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> or yesterday by drone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah no it's it really is it really is it's it's fantastic we've touched on this um how are you using the epson printers then to plan a new collections day by day so are you streamlining your factory so that you have um a sampling machine and then production machines or how does it work we have two and Mm -hmm. two very nice big epson printers and one will be printing so if we're in production at the moment one's yeah. constantly printing production one will be doing sampling so whether that be for a customer or for a new collection yeah um and then when there's not a sample day both will be running at full capacity and they both run from the same internet feed same Perfect. computer um so they because sometimes i've heard when people have different printers one will go fast and one will go slow depending on yeah. internet connection but they actually yeah. run simultaneously at the same speed which is great yeah that's right you know and, and other people you know they have the same machines or running on different versions of software and the whole thing gets very yeah. messy very very yeah, messy exactly. so if we can literally have two um uh, we nest two different artworks and two different um yeah. windows and they both print exactly the same or running off the same program so it's yeah perfect, really Tell me, Richard, when you, when you design your garments, do you make panel prints even if they're all overs, or do you create all over patterns and then cut the garments out of them? Uh, we do both. Okay. Um, we usually do um, kind of placement prints if, and we'll cut them with bleeds. So when yeah. the, when we cut them, just in case the fabric shrinks a tiny bit, yeah. we can always um, you'll have that bleed element to it, just so we won't get any white edges. But then mainly for production, we'll do lay plans and do tile repeats for the whole roll to roll. Brilliant, brilliant. So efficient, isn't it? Really is. Which brings yeah. us nicely in a, in a segue to our next collection. No, your next collection and the topic of sustainability really in production it's a, it's a huge challenge sustainability for the fashion industry in general how does your collaboration with epson help you achieve your your sustainable strategies and the sdgs for your business i think since the beginning it was all about um being growing a company that can be as sustainable as possible mm-hmm. um but i feel like with the epson technology it made it quite easy for us because the only waste that comes with it is the paper waste that we get picked up and recycled yeah. um, with the company. And there's no water waste that goes into filtration system. You can print on demand. So you don't have like lots of surplus fabric hanging around. 
we do really specific lay plans so we get as much as we can out of the fabrics um so yeah there's real steps that we've put in place where we're not like carting things all over the world to get it yeah. printed here then finished here then there's so many um so many uh products with like a huge life cycle and i think they say the average amount of countries before you put it on your back is it, the, the garments traveled more than you have it's been in six countries before it gets delivered to your door yeah um, that's what they say a thousand touch yeah. points a thousand hands on every product which yeah. seems unbelievable but Famous, that's what they yeah. say yeah when it's moving all, all over the globe yeah so i feel like when there's so many amazing fabrics that are recycled fabrics now that you can sublimate there's so many once you get into it you can really kind of pick away and see this at every level that you can implement something that will be really positive for the environment which is great that's great how are you finding recycled and sustainable fabrics i don't mean how you're finding them like how you're sourcing them are you finding them in 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 great supply lots of great things coming up and continuity of supply yeah definitely i think now um i think maybe if we're having a conversation like 10 years ago it might have been a bit more of a niche thing but i feel like even that um Premier Vision, they've got a whole future textiles part mm-hmm. now, and they've got all everyone, every company that's making fabrics now have got a huge division devoted to recycled and uh, reimagined fabrics. And we found um, loads of um, kind of base fabrics that are readily available. Um, so, yeah, it's actually fine for the majority of fabrics, especially like chiffons, we use quite a lot. Um, Great. So yeah, so it's yeah, been that's great. great. Do they do they expect to pay more for them, Richard? Um, no, I think that's something that we haven't noticed because great. I feel like to get someone to change to something, I think yeah. the baseline of the product. I think everyone's always going to talk about money in terms of why well, can't if it was significantly more expensive. I say I don't think people would go for it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if it was like slightly more expensive we'll still opt for the recycled version but we haven't noticed like a huge jump in price at all that's a huge step forward then isn't it really because it should be norm it should be yeah exactly i think you know perhaps in the next couple of years we won't talk about sustainable fabrics we just expect them to be responsible (laughs) yeah exactly but it's good to see all the steps that everyone's putting in place oh it is and you, you know just just beyond you know kind of lockdown a couple of years ago it's amazing to see the momentum and the acceleration isn't it availability exactly Yes, it is. It is. It's, it's a huge step forward and we need to keep accelerating those steps to a sprint, don't we? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we do. Richard, finally, the fashion cycle never stops and you look incredibly calm today in such a fast-paced <laughs> world. You really do. What's next for the for the Richard Quinn brand? What exciting new developments and products can clients look forward to in the months ahead? So we're in the months as we're launching our own e-com. That's one thing. Great. That's always been kind of like a running joke with any of our clients because they can never find our website. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You always just have like a holding page, which in a way I think has made more mystique and they've somehow got personal emails and things like that. So we're going to be doing our e-com. And then in terms of products, we're also starting to develop um for 2000 we're developing it now but for 2024 um like a homeware range oh so that's we, really so, interesting yeah so we've um we made uh, we made like lots of sofas and seats and rugs and wallpapers and things like that 
for pop-ups that we do and yeah. for remote clients but that's the next step going into homeware range as well you know it's funny you say that because when i came to your show i was looking at your mac a makeup launch yeah which they are those beautiful beautiful little lipsticks and little compacts and everything they're so so pretty which again shows how amazing it is that we can have massive huge huge florals that using digital technology scale down to a tiny little lipstick and look absolutely beautiful that's and exactly i can remember yeah i can remember standing there and thinking wow you know this, these are just incredible wall coverings incredible yeah. furnishings they really are exactly so that's kind of the next step i say we're about to take that is so exciting and you think that'll launch in 2024 yeah we're looking for 2024 launch for that wow can't wait richard so much going on so much going on and it's so fantastic to see you being so practical about everything you know yeah, you're absolutely in control of your brand aren't you yeah exactly it's brilliant thank you so so much for joining us today it's been yeah, a anytime. absolute pleasure to talk to you and i will continue to stalk you as i have been doing for a very long time because you know i just just love your collections i love I just love the the passion that is in all of all of the designs and everything that you do. They're so vibrant and they're really energizing. It's a wonderful oh, thank you. Wonderful brand, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep in touch. Will do. Thanks so much.